movie sushi. Superman. Three people stand accused inside two moving circles circling themselves. Jor-El is charging them with treason. General Zod, the ringleader, is guilty of attempting a revolution on Krypton and then to claim leadership. The general says he'll hold Jor-El personally responsible for this, threatening Jor-El and his heirs. The criminals become trapped in what's known as isolation in the Phantom Zone, an eternal living death. Now Jor-El wants to evacuate Krypton. He wants to send his son to Earth. He says that Earth's atmosphere will sustain Kal-El. He'll defy their gravity and his dense molecular structure will make him strong. He'll be fast and virtually invulnerable. Kal-El's mum thinks he'll be isolated and alone. Jor-El places a single green crystal in with the other white ones in his son's spacecraft. It seals as it rises safely through the ceiling while Krypton explodes. In Kal-El's spacecraft, the crystals with him are embedded with the total accumulation of all literature and scientific fact from dozens of different worlds spanning the 28 known galaxies. Chief among Kal-El's powers will be his sight, strength, hearing, but he can't interfere with human history. He crash lands in a field. From out of the massive, freshly made crater, he appears as a boy. Jonathan and Martha Kent find Kal-El. They've always wanted a child. Jonathan gets under the car to fix a blown tyre, but when the jack dangerously slips, Clark is seen grinning, holding the full weight of the truck by himself. Jonathan says that Clark's on Earth for a reason. He's not sure what it is yet, but it's not to show off and score touchdowns. Jonathan grabs Clark's wrist and collapses. After the funeral... Clark tells Martha he has to leave. They embrace. Clark arrives at a snowy place. He hurls his green crystal out into the icy wilderness, where it lands and sinks into the snow. A massive crystal structure rises up out of the ground, accompanied by thunder and lightning. He removes the crystal from the selection before him, and repositions it carefully. He hears and sees Jorel, his father, as an image before him. Jorel says that he himself will have been dead for many thousands of his earth years. He calls the ice cave a fortress of solitude. Clark's duty is to serve the collective humanity of earth. Perry White editor of the Daily Planet newspaper, says a good reporter doesn't get great stories. A good reporter makes them great. It's Clark Kent's first day at work. Clark is given Lois's beat. 
Perry tells her it's because Clark's the fastest typist he's ever seen. After work, Clark leaves the building with Lois. He ignominiously gets trapped in the revolving doors. Then Lois and Clark get mugged at gunpoint. They struggle and the gun goes off. Clark instinctively catches the bullet headed for Lois and collapses on the floor. Afterwards, he says he fainted. He asks Lois if it's worth defending a handbag containing $10, two credit cards, a hairbrush and a lipstick. She's impressed because that's exactly what she had in her bag. He says it was a wild guess. Stakeout cops watch Otis. One of the cops, Harry, follows Otis down to the subway. Otis walks down the track some distance and enters through a secret panel in the wall. Harry attempts this also, but Lex Luthor pushes a button and Harry is thrust into the path of an oncoming train. Backup arrives to find only Harry's hat on the tracks. Lex is proud of his address, 200 feet below Park Avenue. It's far cheaper than living above ground. Lois gives Clark a letter to mail. She's then on the Daily Planet roof waiting for a helicopter. It takes off, but a snagged cable means it's out of control, and she yells for help. The chopper dangles precariously, with Lois barely holding on. Clark runs and tears his shirt, spinning in a revolving door. Lois falls, but Superman catches her. Then the chopper falls, and Superman catches that too. The crowds applaud. The chopper is returned to the helipad. Superman then reminds Lois that flying is still statistically the safest way of travelling. When she asks who he is, he tells her he's a friend. Superman returns to his fortress of solitude and his father. He says he got carried away a bit with all the saving people. Jor-El says he should try to control his feelings of vanity. At the Daily Planet, staff are gathered. Perry White wants the inside story on Superman. An interview with Superman would be like when God talked to Moses. Lois is handed a note, signed a friend. That night, Lois learns that Superman's single, unmarried, over 21, 6 foot 4 inches tall, he weighs around 225 pounds, eats when he's hungry, can pretty much see through anything except lead, and he's so far impervious to pain. He comes from a planet called Krypton. He fights for truth, justice and the American way, and he never lies. He demonstrates his flying skills by carrying Lois high up over the darkened city, and up into space. He reads her mind. She's infatuated with him. He returns her gently to her roof garden. She coins the name Superman. 
Lex Luthor reads about a meteorite having landed in Addis Ababa. He decides he wants to find this meteorite, probably containing kryptonite, and use it to kill Superman, hiding it behind lead. A missile is being transported in a US Navy convoy. Lex Luthor's sexy assistant, Miss Tessmucker, lays out on the road ahead of the convoy, pretending she's injured. The convoy stops, while Otis sneaks on board the missile, reprogramming its targeting computer. Once Lex, Otis and Miss Tessmucker are all driving away, Otis realises he's entered the wrong coordinates. Next, Miss Tessmucker climbs onto the missile truck to enter the numbers they want. Clark's talking with Perry, and suddenly there's a high-pitched whistling only dogs and Superman can hear. It's Lex Luthor warning Superman that he's about to annihilate half the population of Metropolis with poison gas. Clark hastily makes his way to a window and jumps out. As he falls, he becomes Superman. Bystanders watch with glee. At street level, he spins quickly around, drilling down through the tarmac. Controlled remotely, Lex has machine guns firing on him, but the bullets bounce off. Next, flamethrowers, then liquid nitrogen. Finally, Superman bursts into Lex's lair. Lex explains his real estate plans. Everything west of the San Andreas Fault is the most expensive real estate in the world. He's bought up all the land just east of this fault. He wants to drop a 500 megaton bomb on the fault and let the current west coast sink into the sea, hiking up the price of his current desert property. Lois and Jimmy are near the fault in California researching the mystery buyer of land. Superman opens a lead-lined box containing kryptonite. Lex enjoys seeing Superman weakened. Lex then puts the kryptonite chain around Superman's neck and throws him into the pool to drown. Miss Tessmucker is worried to learn that one of the missiles is headed for her mother's home in New Jersey. Miss Tessmucker fishes Superman out of the pool, kisses him on the lips, and removes the kryptonite chain. He flies off to stop the missiles. Superman grabs the first missile and throws it into outer space. The other one has already exploded. The force of the explosion has activated the San Andreas Fault, causing a major earthquake. Superman flies down through the earth into the lava near the fault. The Golden Gate Bridge and the Hollywood sign both start falling apart. Superman starts lifting the fault line back together. He rescues a school bus hanging over the side of a bridge. When there's a gap in the railway, he acts as a piece of track, lifting up the other track so the train can pass safely. 
Then the dam starts to crack with Jimmy on it. Soon he's barely hanging on. Superman rushes in to contain the devastation, carrying Jimmy to safety. People downstream of the dam start panicking. As water floods through the dam towards the village, Superman pushes huge boulders down from the surrounding mountains to block its path. He sees the pile of rubble he's put in the way of the water, the flood is averted, and the threat is gone. Lois is trapped in her car in a deep fissure. Superman pulls her out, but she's dead. Although it's forbidden, Superman flies around and around the earth and so reverses time. He sees Lois trying to start her car. She starts moaning at him about everything that's just happened. Then Jimmy arrives and moans at him. Superman carries Lex Luthor and Otis into a prison yard where he leaves them in the custody of the warden. The warden says that this country is safe again thanks to Superman. Superman says, don't thank him, we're all part of the same team. Starring Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, Gene Hackman, rated PG, directed by Richard Donner, Released in the UK, 1978. Runtime, 2 hours, 23 minutes.